Asia-Pacific Current. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the 12th of August. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna. And I'm Pierre Mora. And I'm sure you'd be very happy, Giselle, to know it's almost my birthday next week. I just thought I'd let you know that. Oh, why, thank you. Why, thank you. Well, we will bar you from coming to air that day because no doubt you'll make it all about you. And we know that the listeners don't tune in for that reason. Oh, that, that is correct. They tune in for my weather report. Oh, your weather which, report. Um, it has been slightly rainy this morning, but it's not too cold. So I think it'll be, it'll be a nice day. Is Good slight for us rain cyclists. an empirical measure of how much rain there is? Uh, yes, you might. Um, but I'm sure if the listeners, if we get feedback, I'm, I'm happy to give uh, much tighter in millimetres of how much rain it gets. According to have, what? I do have a rain gauge at home. Has so. happened in your backyard. That's All right. Correct. Well, but, anyway, we better tell what this program is all about. That's right. We, um, oh, what the program is or what's coming up on the show? Well, both. Okay, all right, all right. Let me just get my bearings. So distracted by the weather. Um, you are listening to Asia Pacific Currents. We are a show by uh, about uh, workers' rights in the Asia Pacific region. If you, uh, the people that produce this show are called Australia Asia Worker Links. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web, all the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter. So find us on those social media platforms. If you want to email us, you can do so to aawl at aawl.org.au. And if you are so game, as I say every week, and none of you are because nobody rings us, the number is 9663-7277. That's fantastic, Giselle. <laughs> I think you did it really, really well. Really recovered? Recovered cover. well. Now, before you, you go on, I do have to say thanks to Solidarity Breakfast for another interesting show. And the music that we were listening, I have to say, Annie seems to have... the this uh, knack of getting very weird songs. And this one was called Warriors in Woolworths, which is a supermarket by X-Ray Speck. Annie is one of my favourite programmers here at the station, Pierre. So if I detected a hint of insult, I will, I will, I will defend her to the nines. But actually, her her forte is in finding struggle songs, so um, a working class labour movement type of songs, and I think that is partly inspired by um, her her interest in union and labour movement issues and the fact that she also does the Stick Together show. Beautiful. Well, thank you for that uh, background, Jill. Now, what do we have on this program, apart from the usual roundup of labour issues in the in the region? Well, we've been covering for a number of weeks now on the mini-news the issue of the Anganwadi workers in India. Uh, the Anganwadi are caregivers. They're, uh, in, well, not employed. They're engaged in work under... Um, a scheme called the ICDS, the Integrated Child Development Scheme. And what they do is they provide nutrition and supplements to children in low-income groups. But they're not paid wages. They're paid honorariums. Um, they're, they're paid like a stipend and they're basically – uh, not regarded as workers, which is outrageous because they're feeding ha- millions, actually, of children. Well, they're health workers, they're, actually. <laughs> exactly, they are. They're health workers, they're maternal, they're postnatal workers. 
Um, and they're in their 45th day of struggle. So even what little money they get has been withheld from them for four months. Um, so we're going to look at that struggle in the second part of the show. Yes, and uh, like you said, we've brought it uh, before. And if people go to our mini news or go to our website, you, we can see the, the really big demonstrations they've, they've had. So it's, it's really um, fantastic. So they'll be in the second half of the program, but um, you might as well start with the That's right. news roundup. It is time for news from around the region. And we're going to kick off in Australia in an absolute um, travesty. Uh, and this is the the death of Hamid Shamshirpur in um, on Manus Island. He killed himself last Monday, just outside Australia's concentration camp in Manus Island on Papua New Guinea. Hamid was experiencing worsening mental health issues due to his ongoing detention, but received minimal care. He's the seventh person who's died in the last few years in Australia's overseas concentration camps. Australia's callous and brutal policies towards these refugees was further exposed by the recent revelations by the Prime Minister uh, in uh, conversations with President Trump to take the detainees to the United States. In the meantime, the refugees in Manus have started another indefinite series of protests. There have been some actions here in Australia, in Melbourne, in Sydney, in Brisbane, uh, and no doubt there will be more upcoming actions in support and defence of the refugees on Manus and Nauru. And um, one other thing, I, I was actually fortunate enough to be able to attend the, um, that commemoration in Melbourne. And the, the really, I mean, apart from that's really sad what's happened and all that, they were actually giving a bit more background into Hamid's condition and the fact that his mental health illness was diagnosed and it had been going for months and months and basically received no, no treatment. So um, callous is the least that one can say. Um, We now go to Malaysia, where in a struggle that spanned 13 years, hundreds of workers have won back their collective agreement and restored collective bargaining rights. Their dispute began in 2004 when their owner, Shangri-La Hotels, closed its Raza Sayang Resort in Penang for renovations for almost two years. Once the new hotel opened, their employers told the workers that the wages and benefits they had under their existing collective agreement no longer applied in this new hotel. The workers were represented by the union, the National Union of Hotel Bar and Restaurant Workers Peninsula in Malaysia, and they've just won a, a court decision reinstating their rights. The, the union is actually um, currently involved in another dispute with the Shangri-La Hotels Group. And um, when I read the, the story, it's very interesting. And just a, a comment, what it doesn't actually say, given that um, they've restored to 2004 and to their rights, I wonder what happened to the wages in this 13 years. Um, one can only make the assumption that they didn't go up very much. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, Pierre. People, um, human beings have managed to survive some very, very dire conditions and not a lot of food, and yet we continue to keep pushing forward. Let's look at Thailand, another situation where uh, people have persisted be- beyond uh, any circumstances we could imagine. This week, Tara Wanchipongpan, a 59-year-old man, was found guilty of les majeste and sentenced to 20 years in jail. His crime was to uphold a podcast, uh, upload a podcast um, that were allegedly critical of the monarchy. In a separate case, Praveet Rajan Fruch 
a, a journalist from um, Khalsod was formally accused of sedition for allegedly posting on Facebook five comments that were critical of the military dictatorship. The international group, Reporters Without Borders, have attacked this move by the military as another attack on media freedom in Thailand. In further separate cases, Nata Pornvarnand and uh, uh, who is an investigative investigative journalist, was arrested as he was covering a story about alleged corruption of senior police officers, while a play was once again banned due to its content about repression in Thailand. So an absolute increasing of that repression, new um, unleashing of attacks on activists and dissenters, um, and a new wave of arrests of people under Les Majeste. And I think what's what's interesting is just in my daily life uh, and all that is, I mean, obviously here in Australia, a lot of people go for holidays in Thailand, and you read that. And even though the military coup, I mean, there's been lots of um, repression and crackdown, um, there's a lot of people who I would say that you would think they're uh, even labour activists or very um, concerned or, or very um, aware, uh, sort of go to say, oh, I'm going to go to Thailand and whatever, and don't really seem to have much of an awareness that it's actually a military, um, military regime, really. It's a dictatorship. So um, that was just an interesting um, thing. I think that somehow the, the fact that the government in Thailand hasn't quite uh, seeped into people's consciousness, or maybe there's so many bad governments these days. Well, I I'm, I don't think that's. I I actually think that is the case. I think the um, the political repression across the world is a direct result of an economic crisis, which I think is taking us. Well, not even to the brink of war, to war. I mean, we... we, Well, we are at war. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think that is what we're going to start to see, more governments becoming absolute dictatorships. It is the only way forward for the capitalists right now. Well, we can talk with the next uh, item because it does take one of these flashpoints, really, although this item is slightly different. Um, Basically, we go South Korea where on the 10th of August, tens of thousands of planned construction workers stage a massive rally by taking over Gwangwandum Square in Seoul. They were demanding improvements to the paying conditions. In another sector, brewery workers employed by the global AB InBev group held a strike action against the company's violation of their collective bargaining agreement. As listeners uh, would know, the Australian workforce of AB InBev was involved last year in a six-month dispute over contract issues here in Melbourne. And in a separate development, um, fresh revelation have surfaced that Samsung Electronics has tried to bribe the lawyer representing the workers who are suing the company over toxic workplaces. And um, so there's a lot of uh, ha- things happening in the labour sector in South Korea. And, of course, we've got to remember that uh, their leader, Han Sung-kyun, is still in jail. Um, now, we're just talking about war. I've talked about South Korea. I think we sort of have to mention North Korea. <laughs> Shouldn't laugh, really, isn't it? It's quite uh, it, tragic. It, it is. It's absolutely tragic, and I know it's easy to describe Donald Trump as a maniac, and um, that that his mania, his his. Uh, has brought us to the brink of war. I think that is a mischaracterization. I think that he was 
very particularly selected for the role that is exactly what is required in these political times because war is necessary. I think that is the trajectory. I think that's where we're going. And I think um, the interesting thing, just to uh, go on with your comment really, is that while people might think Trump is a little bit unhinged, and I actually think he's a bit unhinged and narcissist and whatever, but, you know, he's a capitalist, um, was Turnbull, Malcolm Turnbull, our leader, who's actually come out even before there's any kind of conflict, before anything, he basically said, no, we are going to go to war. We basically has sort of said we're on war footing and ready to no, go. No, in any conflict of the United States. So, All right, so not just North Korea. Correct. Any right. any conflict um, with the United States. So that is, that is exactly where we're positioned. There you go. Listen, of course, I'm, I'm sure listen, don't have to be reminded that in wars, it's mainly workers that die. But you also heard that the, um, oh, what are they called? The, not the Morrow in um, Mindanao. That's the, me. <laughs> there are others. But yeah. Yeah. Um, the Maori. In, oh, Marawi. The, in Ma- Marawi. The Marawi. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's been a call um, among the uh, Muslim groups fighting for secession um, in, in um, Mindanao, Mindanao. Um, that for disenfranchised jihadists running around the world, don't go to ISIS, come to Mindanao. You've oh, heard yes, that announcement. Uh, yes, I, I, heard, yeah. I heard that too. And um, it's it's actually incredible really how that um, just seemed like a very small, um, another, you know, military conflict, but it's just growing by the day really. And um, talking about um, military, military dictatorship, of course, President Duterte, who was elected, but I think he's got more blood on his hand than almost anyone around the region right now. He was very quick. Indeed. Okay, uh, looking now at Pakistan in the shipbreaking yards. The shipbreaking workers at the Gadani yards in Pakistan won a 10% wage increase last week, a spectacular victory given the conditions and the repression in those yards. While this increase is less than what they were demanding, it is still an important step forward considering the level of union repression in the past. There are now competing unions who are trying to organise this workforce. In addition to wages, health and safety is a paramount issue for these workers as many have died due to the dangerous conditions that they're made to work in. And, um, yes, it's... Um, anyway, look, that was a good news story. It was, we, we tried yeah, to we, bring need, you. we need one. Yeah, no, we had Malaysia, that was good news. True. Uh, but anyway, we go back to the bad news now, I'm sorry. Um, and I think you've got a bad I news. I do indeed. <laughs> so, sorry, folks, as we said, things are not very good around the world. Uh, we go to Iran, where Reza Shahabi is a long-time member and activist with the Syndicate of Workers of Tehran and Sabah's bus company. Earlier this week, Reza was forced to return to prison, though there have been conflicts accounts of what his status now is um, and I actually just received some more accounts overnight about but I think he's actually um, he he went to uh, prison he actually got sent out because the paperwork wasn't correct and now but he's been in prison in a new prison but we'll update it for a mini news item Reza was on temporary release so they could get medical treatment as his health had deteriorated while in prison and his health is still not good Reza was serving six years in prisons for organising, and and that was actually extended while he was in prison. And unfortunately, he is only one of many labour activists who have to contend with the repressive nature of the Iranian government. 
And in Turkey, another repressive regime. This week, another nine journalists were arrested as part of a larger group of 35 media workers. All have been accused of membership of an armed terrorist organisation. These arrests are just the latest in a continuing campaign that has seen around 150,000 workers suspended or sacked from their jobs since the attempted coup last year, and about 6,000 of them in prison. The International Federation of Journalists has once again condemned this attack on journalists and media freedom by the Turkish government. It was quite at May Day when they did the um, dawn raids before the event, they only arrested six people. It was actually because everybody else was pretty much in prison, no doubt, that would have been organising May Day. That's right. And and again, um, even like what's happening in Thailand, journalists and, um, are increasingly targeted because we don't want people to report. And um, you do wonder in Turkey if there's any journalist left, really. But uh, anyway, terrible situation. We must move on. Uh, it's 17 minutes past nine o'clock. You're listening to Asia Pacific Currents. That was the news from around the region. Some community announcements and then our feature interview for the morning. The Independent and Peaceful Australia Network presents War, Peace and Independence. Keep Australia out of US wars. Amidst an escalating threat of another major war breaking out, this timely conference will be held in Melbourne from the 8th to the 10th of September. The conference will address the struggle against US bases, drone warfare, peace as union business, US political and military influence and much more. For details and bookings, head to ipan.org.au or go to the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network's Facebook page, a 3CR supporter. Eighteen minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. This is Asia Pacific Currents. The Unganwadi workers are caregivers, they're health workers, and they come under the Integrated Child Development Scheme, the ICDS. This scheme aims to provide nutrition supplements to children belonging to low-income groups. Those workers are in 45 days of strike action now. So yesterday was 45 days, so today's 46. Um, They had some massive demonstrations yesterday and I had an opportunity to interview some of the workers there through an interpreter. Vrishali Shruti is an activist in India and she provided the interpretation in this interview, you're only going to hear her voice. I wasn't able to do a proper edit where we could retain the voices of the workers. But here is the interview with Young Ganwadi. I am a worker of Anganwadi and I do I maintain 18 registers of Anganwadi. First, attendance regi- survey register, attendance register, uh, diet register. इम्यूनाइजेशन पोलियो बीएलओ ऑफ इलेक्शन इलेक्शन ऑफिस वर्क सेंसेक्स एसडीएम ऑफिस वर्क ये सब करना पड़ता है दे आर सपोज टू डू वेरियस काइंड ऑफ थिंग्स व्हिच इंक्लूड्स फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल प्रोवाइडिंग बेसिक न्यूट्रिशन एंड बेसिक एजुकेशन टू द पीपल हु रिसाइड इन बेसिकली पुअर लोकेलिटीज ऑफ द सिटी एंड अपार्ट फ्रॉम दैट दे आर सपोज टू डू सर्वेज रिगार्डिंग द पोलियो रिगार्डिंग census 
and uh, there is the yellow election of the and uh, regarding election work and apart from that they are also supposed to provide uh, health uh, amenities to uh, the teenager girls of those localities and what was the dispute about because daily cms not increasing my our salaries we have only 5000 per month and 4 months 4 uh, months salary salary not come uh the thing is uh, that uh, the workers and helpers who come under the scheme icds scheme they haven't received their honorarium from past 4 months and apart from that uh, there are also various issues uh, that include that of uh, increasing the honorarium because we are supposed to be volunteers so we are not paid our salaries but we are paid honorariums and we receive a worker receives 5000 indian rupees per month and a helper receives 2500 indian rupees per month which is really low in a costly city like delhi so first of all our uh, demands are that the cm should increase our honorariums which he promised to in the year of 2015 when we had our uh, last strike and apart from that uh, we also asked for better nutrition supplement in anganwadi centers because the food that we get the food that that we distribute to the children it's really low in quality as well as in quantity so i know that you are receiving honorarium instead of wages can you explain this situation hmm. a bit actually we are not uh, supposed to be government employees but we are regarded regarded as volunteers instead so we are supposed to do everything that the government asks us to do do every kind of survey provide education as well as nutrition to the children but we only receive an honorarium and not salary because we are supposed to be social workers is part of the struggle to fight for recognition as real workers who deserve real wages ha that too is a demand but uh, we know that uh, the uh, state government is not at alone possible to do this so uh, for right now for this instant we uh, we are we want the uh, chief minister of delhi to abide by the promises that he made in 2015 this also is a demand of us but this demand we will also put this demand in uh, front of the central government as well but uh, this is not a question right now but uh, we definitely do want to be a government employee regarded as a government employee and not as a social worker or a volunteer you mentioned the 2015 dispute and we followed this strike the hunger strike and the victory as well what uh, yes. what were you fighting for then what did you win and why is there still the ongoing dispute now after 2015 Uh, after we had a written agreement with kejriwal he gave uh, a few of our demands were fulfilled which included that of uh, the payment of sabla scheme that was uh, uh, he paid for 6 months of the sabla scheme and uh, apart from that we received the i cards of the icds department and some of the workers who were working on panels that that means they were temporary they were made permanent but even now uh, the main demand that uh, we put in front of the kejriwal was that uh, our honorarium should have been increased we still receive 5000 and 2500 per month 
as a worker and a helper respectively our main demand was to receive an increased honorarium and apart from that this year on 2nd june manish sodia who is the depart- head department of women's and child development he made a visit to two projects of icds scheme under icds scheme and where he paid three workers and three helpers because he uh, said uh, the work done by them was not sufficient so our question is the way and the the way whole icds scheme works is faulted it's not only the responsibility of the workers and the helpers in fact the icds scheme there is a lot of corruption that ha- that is being done by the ngo that provides the uh, nutrition that provides the food supplies and all of the responsibility has been put over the shoulders of workers and helpers rather than really investigating the root cause of the corruption in the whole scheme so we still sit on strike because the main demand of ours which includes which includes increasing honorarium of ours and apart from that which includes um the better facilities that are to be provided in anganwadi centers so we are st- still sitting on strike and apart from that today is the 45th day of the strike and kejriwal government is not really ready to talk to the union that has been leading the strike or the union that really had a written agreement with the government in 2015 he is not ready to give us any government gazette or notification that say, says that our honorarium has been increased or all our demands have been met so we are still on strike and our strike is on and are you receiving support from other sectors in india uh yes we receive support from uh, very various other sectors uh, we received the support from uh, textile union in punjab in lucknow and apart from that there have been many cultural groups that have come and performed here at uh, where we are sitting on strike and apart from that there are various organizations that have come in support with us and do you see this as a um a struggle for women's liberation as well given the nature of the work of the anganwadi workers but also the fact that almost all of you are women workers as well we definitely feel that uh, this movement will set a set an example for all the women workers in india because anganwadi or icds scheme is being done all over the country and a lot of anganwadi women uh, in different cities and different states have been set, sitting on strike and apart from that many of the workers and helpers who come under this scheme they are the sole breadwinner of their home of their house and it is a matter of life and death for those workers to receive an increased honorarium so that they can increase their life standards so this definitely is linked to the women movements in india because all of us are women workers and all of us we and all of us are really uh, and this definitely is a will set an example for the women workers in india because we are work in the conditions that we work in are really very frustrating uh, are really very hard for us and we definitely want other women workers to relate to us and raise their voices as well that was um 
Oh, gosh. That just literally disappeared my mind. Srivali. My apologies, Srivali. That was um, Srivali interpreting the Anganwadi workers in um, India who have been on strike, well, New Delhi specifically, who have been on strike for 45 days. Should also mention that Comrade Pierre is turning approximately 155 on Thursday, the 17th of August. He won't be here next Saturday because he's got better things to do. But happy birthday, Comrade Pierre. We will think of you fondly as we wish you happy birthday in your absence. Thank you, uh, Giselle. I expect at some stage in the future for you to actually <laughs> sing happy birthday. I will. But um, anyway, that was uh, another um, show of Asia Pacific Currents. We've come to the end of another program brought to you by Australia Asia Workings, looking at the Unfortunately, there are many, many, many labour issues that are happening around the region and um, many of them are not good news, but we certainly try and keep you involved and we certainly keep uh, the fight going, don't we, Giselle? Indeed. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next Saturday with more news and current affairs from the Asia-Pacific region. But coming up next is Palestine Remembered. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.